0: First service is 9 a.m. to 10.30, followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now, for the best part, let's get into the Word.
1: Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, dear saints uh, that are watching us today across the world. I believe that this message will go around the world. We thank God for the technology that does this so easily. About this so easily. Uh, thank you so much, man of God, uh, Pastor Ruben Guma. You have been such a blessing uh, in my life since the time I've known you. Uh, up to today, you have had a great impact uh, in my life uh, personally. Just uh, uh, the contributions are too many. The wisdom, uh, the 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 support. There's too much I can say. God has used you to. Uh, do tremendous things in my life now that is just even besides ministry because when we talk about ministry there's really a lot there's really a lot You have supported me as a family me and my wife and family have supported us but now in the making of a minister you have played a very big role uh, especially when i like you said when i was still serving at a uh, chisola community church uh your 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 presence spiritually in my life uh, was a very great contribution and so i've always prayed that god will uh, continue to use you mightily in the lives of as many as will open up so god bless you so much and also mommy joy and the entire family for giving yourselves to god what a family it, uh, my wife always uh, mentions that that your family is just a a, a great example And we emulate, we would want to be like that, to see everyone serving God, from uh, the the heads of the family to the youngest, all serving God with such a passion. And so being here, I'm not just here to preach, but also to uh, uh, partake of the anointing that is working in your life, Bishop. Hallelujah. Those of us that are watching around the world, I have a very brief message uh, because of also the short time we have. Uh, And I pray that the Lord God will speak uh, to your heart and position you correctly because the time we are in, God is doing things and He would uh, want to have you aligned and attuned to what He is doing. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the Bible says that. uh, in the last days in which days we are in he says i'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh i'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and when he says all flesh in that mathematics you are included in that math you are included it says all flesh god is interested in you as a person and we always say as ministers of the gospel, that no one came into this world as an accident. Everyone that came into this world was a plan of God. You see, you came into this world as a plan of God. You are a plan of God. So when you wake up in the morning, God's plan has working up. When you get out of the house and go and do whatever you do, that is God's plan. You see? Uh, But there are extra things that God uh, will have to work in your life so that he can perfect the entire plan that he has for you. Yes, you are the plan of God, but this plan of God has to be perfect. You see that? Because if people see you, yes, you are the plan of God, but will they see the plan of God? Those people that meet you, the people that work with you, When they see you, do they just see you as a person, or do they see what God is doing? You see, you're going to get to a level where the people that meet you, they have met God, or they have met God's plan for them. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And so today, I want to introduce us to a very interesting topic that I've called the sanctification of a minister. The sanctification of a minister. Now, God does not just want you to be a church member or a church goer, to just go to church. No, His plan is to use you. And so there is such a thing as the sanctification of a minister. And the word sanctification means to separate. And so God desires to separate you from. Just membership in church into ministry. Into ministry. When the Bible talks about the adoption of sons, there's a verse that talks about the adoption of sons. Maybe we can look at it. I didn't plan to show it to us, but the Spirit of God has brought it to us.
2: Thank you, Lord God. Galatians chapter four. Uh, we're going to look at verse uh, four
1: and five. He says, but when the fullness of time was come, (coughs) God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. That we may receive the adoption of sons. Now, that word, sons, is the word heothesia. Heothesia. Now, it is, does not mean adoption like a man will go into an orphanage and then gets a boy or a girl of their choice, a child, and then adopt them into their family. God does not adopt that way. To become a child of God, it is very clear, according to Scripture, you must be born again. You must be born again. But even when you are born again, there is what we call adoption. That adoption is not the adopting of, 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 of you know, a child from a street. No, this is the choosing of God among his own children. He has children. All those who are born again are God's children. But he comes often and selects out of those who are already his kids. Now that selection is what is called the adoption. That is the hyotesia. The heotesia. But It is an adoption that happens because of the maturity of the the child or the son. That word son there, the word heotesia, is from another word, is is the word that gives us another word, heos. Now, heos is the matured son, which means when you mature, God adopts you among his children. He selects you from his children because you have. Also, ceased to be a child, you are ready for ministry, so he adopts you. You see that? You are adopted because of your level of maturity. Now, when you remain a child, because when you look at verse 1 of that same chapter, he says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, Defers nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. When you have not been adopted as a son, you function as a slave in the kingdom of God. He says the heir as long as he's a child, who is the heir? The heir is a child already, a child of a king. or a child who has a right to a certain kind of inheritance. But you see, he says there's no difference between that one and a slave you see that he's a son but it's not different from a slave so the adoption that god does is to adopt you from slavery which means before you begin ministry you are in a, a, a certain level of servanthood <laughs> that people we'll say oh, well me i'm not called i'm not called for ministry i mean i'm just called i mean i'm a good member i can just support the church." give an offering uh, come every sunday any program the church has I will, I will contribute they even tell the pastor pastor call me in case you need anything me you call me up there, i will i will send an offering. <laughs> yes that's good but you have to grow to a level where you're adopted into ministry yes your giving is a level of ministry but god will not adopt you because you are a giver in church You can be a giver in church and still be a spiritual child. You see that? And God does not adopt you because you give uh, a big big money in church. No. He will adopt you because you have grown out of a certain place. You are no longer a servant in your mind. You see? You are are a son. You have grown. Your mind is ready to take uh, responsibility over what belongs to you. Hallelujah. And so God adopts you. You undergo a hewathesia. The adoption of sons. He does not adopt children. He adopts sons. Those who are mature. The adoption, the selection of God among his children. You see that? And so we want to talk about the sanctification of the minister because from the time God adopts you from servanthood, there are things also he has to work in your life. Because there are different kinds of ministers there are different kinds of ministers but there is a kind of minister that god wants many people are ministering but the ministry they are rendering is not necessarily what god wants god wants his kind of minister not your kind of minister yes you could be a minister hallelujah you could be a minister but what kind of minister are you? You have to be God's kind of minister. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to show us a verse which will help us understand that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We will go again. This is a verse that the Holy Spirit has just brought right now. So you allow me to go there. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you Jesus. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 17.
1: Maybe from verse 16. let's begin from verse 16. And already my time has gone, but I believe the Lord is going to bless us in the short time we have. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 16 says, "All Scripture
2: is given by inspiration of God
1: and is perfect for doctrine." For reproof, hallelujah. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, verse 17 says, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, that the man of God may be perfect. So that is God's kind of man. When you hear, man of God, man of God, man of God. Because the generation where we are living in, everyone is a man of God. It's now a greeting. When we, are, when we meet people, we say, man of God, woman of God. Everyone is a man of God. But how many men of God? Look at God's kind of man of God. God's kind of man of God is perfect. You see that? Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. He is perfect. He's not how he wants it. He is how God wants him. So this perfection is attained by a certain kind of sanctification. A minister must go through a certain kind of sanctification. That's why he says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. This is the breath of God. God has breathed scripture. And that breath of God is intended to perfect the man of God. But I love this verse because, again, he's telling us that a man of God doesn't have to be perfect, (laughs) because he says the Scripture is given to perfect him, which means he's not perfect, because people always expect men of God to be perfect. No, they are not uh, perfect yet, but they're supposed to be perfected. A man of God should be perfected. Now, that perfection, if you're not subjected to that kind of perfection, god is not going to use you past a certain level there's a level you god will not use you past he will still use you but there's a level he will not go past and god has not called you to underuse you he has called you to use you fully you see that he has called you to use you fully not to underuse you praise the lord jesus christ so the sanctification of a minister so we're going to look at a few things that are sanctified as god is growing you into the minister that he requires and the minister who's going to minister in such anointing and power in the season that we are in because the season we are in if you do not have power where we are going where the world is going if the church is not going to function in power then we will be challenged because the world is getting more complicated And the Bible says, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Why is that important? Because you cannot give the world solutions if you are in it and of it. Actually, if you are of it. You see, because if you are of the world, the the one who should have an answer to the world should not be coming from the world. He has to be what, what they call... For a foreigner, only a foreigner of this world, a foreigner out of this world can help the world. (laughs) This is very important. You will understand that many countries are developed by foreigners. Even the the language I'm using right now in Uganda is a foreign language because we have our local language. Now, I am not able to reach you, people who are watching me today, in my local dialect because you might not connect some of you. So, even the language that is coming to you, it came foreign. You see that? So to for God to use you in this world, He has to, number one, sanctify you from the world and make you a foreigner <laughs> to bring a solution that is not in the world. Because if you are part of the world, then you, you also need help. So He says, you are not of the world. You are sanctified from the world. But that sanctification, is general. That's not for a minister. That's general. That is for everybody, because everyone is God out of this world. Now, when the Bible says you must be born again, the term being born again means to be born from above. If you check it, it means to be born from above. So we bring solutions from above. We are not the ones down expecting answers from above. We are from above bringing answers to the world. So, in COVID, the church should be the solution, not the world. Not the world. But we can't do that except we are operating in a certain kind of power. And if you're going to operate in a certain kind of power, there has to be a level of sanctification. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that the Lord helps me to establish this. I pray that the Lord helps us to establish this. So, yes, we will quickly go through the sanctification of a minister. Now, we have three uh, levels of sanctification. Three, and uh, I will not talk about one for a reason, because that one is already done, but I will
2: mention it. This is a sanctification that is pre the womb. It's called pre-the-womb sanctification. Pre-the-womb. What is pre-the-womb?
1: According to Scripture, we, before we were formed, God, God said something, Jeremiah says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So, there was an ordination. Let's actually read that verse, Jeremiah. Chapter 1,
2: Jeremiah chapter 1,
1: verse, yeah, verse 5, After, from verse 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, that's the womb, I knew you. You see that? And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. See? There's a sanctification before the womb. Like this pre pre-womb sanctification or consecration pre-womb sanctification. So he says, before I formed you in the belly I knew you and before you came forth out of the womb I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. So we have pre-womb sanctification then we have womb sanctification and post-womb. You see that out when you are now finally out of the womb. So there is pre. The pre womb is where there is the uh the foreknowledge where God says, "I knew you." You see, there are things that were happening before you entered your mother's womb. You see that there was an ordination service, there was a sanctification service before you entered your mother's womb. So your mother's womb was not a genesis. There was somewhere you were with God. And there was an ordination service where you are sanctified, where you were separated, where you were identified. <laughs> so you are coming from somewhere. And definitely it is not your mother's womb. According to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, before you were formed in the womb, Something was taken. Already there was a ceremony that was heralded before you were born. There was a meeting that was... Now, in that meeting, your failure was not included in the plan. In that meeting, your early death was not discussed. What was discussed is you being a prophet unto the nations. Do you understand? So, it is important to know what was discussed in that meeting. In that meeting, your... It was not discussed how you would be murdered. Coronavirus was not uh, spoken about in that meeting because it was not a factor. God knew there would be coronavirus, but he did not discuss it in that meeting. that meeting, the only thing that was important was you the ordination of you. You were, the, you were being ordained. <laughs> a prophet unto the nations. A minister. So that, you didn't have any part to play. You were being ordained. So there's nothing much to play. Even in the womb, the womb sanctification, where God now was doing things in your mother's womb. You know, normally mothers worry when they are pregnant, oh, I might lose the pregnancy, I might lose the pregnancy. But there's a hand that is forming that child. It will be a mother's fear that will cause things to go wrong in the womb. You see, the, 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 those fears can cause something to go wrong. Sometimes the attack of the enemy, but even the attacks of the enemy, uh, there is always a, there's always a participation on our side to terminate what is in the womb. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But if God's hand is on what is in the womb, then a the mother should be firm of what, what they are carrying. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's pre womb, womb and post womb now and to, to concentrate on post womb after the womb so the first thing that a minister is sanctified from is of course the womb sanctification from the womb now that's very powerful now we we'll talk about the minister and the womb the sanctification from the womb here i'm now not dealing with mommy no the mommy's womb was one thing It was one thing. Now we are dealing with sanctification from nature, the supply of nature. The supply of nature. Because the womb also signifies nature. Because every man's, the the natural man is from the womb. So the womb represents nature. So when God is going to use you mightily, he has to cut you off the supply of nature and introduce you to the supply of the supernatural the supply of the supernatural where do you get your solutions when you have problems when you have issues where do you go for solutions if you're still a person who is going for solutions from the nat- from the natural from nature god has to sanctify you from depending on nature where you begin to get your solutions from the supernatural Because if he's going to use you, he does not want you to be ruled over by nature. So he has to separate you from that natural supply. When you look at the life of of Samuel, Samuel is coming from a certain womb, the womb of Hannah. Now, Hannah also was denied a child. Now, the denial of Hannah a child. Was not really denied. God was preserving a womb. God was preserving a womb because He did not want that womb to produce a normal child. You see that? So that womb had to be preserved. For she thought she had been denied children, but it was a preservation of that womb because of who was going to come out of that. Who was going to come out of that womb? So even though she was crying, oh, God has denied me children, God has denied me this, God was sanctifying that womb. Now, that denial, in quote, of a child made Hannah pray. She was so prayed that she, had, she was through expecting a child naturally. You see that? N- nature had refused. <laughs> God intended that nature refuses. So so that she can launch herself in prayer. Because what God wanted to come out of that womb, He wanted to come out of that womb by reason of prayer. He wanted Samuel to come forth because of prayer, to be birthed out of prayer because of the kind of man he was going to be. So Samuel was not going to come out like the children of Benina. No, this was a special child, and God didn't want he, him to just come out of a normal womb. God had to preserve that womb until Hannah prayed, and then the, the child came forth by prayer. Because a minister, if you want a minister in power, there has to be a womb of prayer that battles you. There has to be a womb of prayer that battles you, and prayer where nature has vomited you. You see. Because the reason is why God frustrates the normal way money comes to you. Because the, more, the day you go to born again, money stops coming naturally to you. <laughs> if, if by now you're still expecting money to come naturally, you're finished. If you're born again. If you're going to be a minister, one of the things God will frustrate is the natural way money comes to you. The natural way things work for you. He will have to frustrate the natural way. Many Christians go to hospitals when they are sick and doctors tell them there's nothing wrong with you. And they wonder, okay, so if there's nothing wrong with me, why do I feed all this pain? It means nature is telling you, we no longer have a solution for you. You have to allow to be born out of that natural zone and begin to receive your solutions, your healings. If there's any pain anywhere, God begins to to teach you how to have your healing supernaturally. It's okay to take medicine, but if you're still taking medicine, one day medicine will say, uh, I'm sorry, I can't go past here. What are you going to do when medicine says I can't go past it? So that womb of nature has to give birth. Praise mm-hmm. God. has to sanctify you from the supplies of nature from depending on nature if he's going to use you mightily because he doesn't want when he's now using you for nature to dominate you you see he doesn't want to when he begins to use you for nature to dominate you. so that's one of the things one of the places god sanctifies the ministry. and many ministers sadly are not sanctified in that way. nature has not yet given birth to them they're not yet out of that room they're still depending on that womb of nature they want things to come naturally man should come naturally everything is natural number two our time is far spent it's already finished praise god <laughs> hey number two well before we even go to number, i don't know i don't know i don't know maybe we shall continue uh, when god gives opportunity i might not finish them they are about uh, five praise god now when when that disconnection is called winning, winning. Hannah won the boy. Now we talked about prayer. She prayed, but what kind of prayer? Genuine prayer. By the time a man prays and makes a vow, that person is praying. Do <laughs> you know these prayers? These prayers where, oh Father, we thank you for today. No, where where things where the womb is the womb of nature is rejecting you until you start to, to make vows. Say, God. If you give me one billion shittings, <laughs> you begin to tell God the things they're going to do. If you give me this amount of money, I'll ensure uh, three quarters of it, I bring it to church. Now you are, <laughs> you, you are beginning to function now. You see, you are now praying. Prayer has started. That, that kind of prayer that gives you birth to you is the prayer that's full of vows. Oh God, if you do this for me, I will do this. Now, yeah, you're praying. You're being sanctified from nature. Praise God. So you are you you get after being born, then you are winning. That the winning is also a detaching from certain supply, a natural supply. So this Hannah brings the boy to somewhere. So now we go to another level, where now the boy somewhere is brought to Eli. You see that? Now that is sanctification unto submission. Sanctification unto submission. If God. Has not sanctified you unto submission, he cannot use you. I, 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 want, to, I want to make this clear. You'll have to do God's work, but that doesn't mean God is using The people who are doing God's work, that doesn't mean God is using them. They're just inspired to help God. <laughs> the people who God told, I don't know you. Yet they were saying, well, first we were casting out the demons. <laughs> That we were telling Jesus, we were casting demons, we were doing all these things in your name. Said, we were using your name. <laughs> and, and Jesus said, wow, who employed you? <laughs> I didn't know you. <laughs> I didn't know you. Why? You were not submitted. You were not submitted to me. Because I gave gifts to men. The Bible says when Jesus Christ ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. Were you submitted to the gifts I gave to men? That is
2: key. You have to be sanctified and then presented
1: under a gift. Under a gift. Praise the Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, I am to interest you about something. Our time is fast spent. I think I we're left with uh, that is uh, five. Hey, we still have some time. Let's we shall discuss.
2: We shall discuss. He says
1: he gave gifts to me. That's Ephesians chapter four i think verse 11 it says when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men and that's why he talks about the the fivefold ministry but then he said he mentions gifts and men now if you are not submitted under a gift you will remain a man we have gifts and men gifts and men a minister is not a man a minister is a gift you see that a minister is a gift so if god is going to make you a, a minister he has to make you a gift. Now, what do we do with gifts? We package them. There's a way we wrap them. There's a way we prepare gifts. We don't just give and prepare the gifts. We prepare gifts. We package the gifts. And so if God is going to give you to the world as a gift, there has to be some kind of package. If he's not going to package you, you will remain a man. He has mentioned the gifts and men and the adoption god adopts you from men to make you a gift to wrap you and give it to the world you see that he doesn't want you to be a man of god who looks at your congregation as a gift to you (laughs) we have men of god like that who uh, the congregation is their gift yes as a certain in a certain understanding yes in a certain understanding yes but the major understanding is a man of
2: god should be a gift to the church <laughs> you see that so god has to package this man of god god has to package this man of god
1: he has to package this man of god to serve him If God is going to serve you to the world, he has to package you. If he does not package you, you can as well minister there where you are, your locality where you are. If God is going to export you to the world, then he must package
2: you properly. He must package you properly. Goods that are packaged
1: are more expensive than those that are not. So in the packaging, that's why we have the sanctification. So you have to be sanctified from nature. number two, sanctified unto submission, the boy Samuel was brought
2: and uh, eli let's let's look at that. Thank you, Lord mm. Thank you, Jesus. But the book of Samuel, first Samuel. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. And to give you the actual verse, glory to God. Ah. Uh, we will look at uh, the, the many verses over here, but I want us to get a good one.
1: Chapter 3, verse 1. 1 Samuel 3, verse 1. He says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. He ministered unto the Lord before Eli. She was, his ministry was under supervision. His ministry was under supervision. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He served, says, he ministered unto the Lord before Eli. As he ministered, he was supervised. He was being grown. He was being grown. So he was sanctified unto submission. That has to happen if God is going to use you. If God is going to package you as a gift. Because you will, if you are a minister that is not packaged by God, you'll be a burden instead of a gift. You'll be a burden. You don't want to be a minister who burdens. You want to be a minister who's a gift. Well, people, people celebrate the gifts. When you come, you are celebratable. God wants to build you so that you can become celebratable. You see, not a burden to the work of God and to the kingdom of God. Praise the Jesus Christ. So I'm going to rush through them so that I give you most of them. I'm going to just rush. Number, uh, is it? Two or three.
2: Number three. Sanctification from staff. There's a sanctification from staff. Go quickly to the book of still. I think it's the same book. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Staff. Thank you, Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. Thank you, Lord God. Now, remember,
1: God had chosen Saul to be king over Israel. But something interesting had happened. If if I'm to explain everything, our time will go. Let's just read verse 22. Maybe from from verse 20. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of stuff in there. It says this, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Verse 22. Therefore, they inquired of the Lord Father if the man should yet come hither. Come hither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he has hid himself among the staff. (laughs) He has hid himself among the staff. Now, if God is going to use you as a minister, he has to sanctify you from staff. (coughs) There are some ministers. Who have a lot of excuses. Oh, I would I would have come to church, but I had this, I had had, had an appointment with the MD. Oh, uh, there's something came up. I was supposed to minister, yes, I know, but something came up. God has to sanctify you from excuses if He's going to use you powerfully. Excuses drag you down. Doesn't matter what reason you give, because there's no reason that is greater than your calling. In the meeting that was held. Pre-womb. those things you are using as excuses were not discussed as part of the subject they don't matter what you are doing that is not related to the kingdom of god is very irrelevant it doesn't matter how big it is it doesn't matter how big it makes you the biggest thing in your life is the call of god on your life any other thing is stuff stuff Saul, Saul. had been chosen but he was still behind the things. He was, and God was able to locate it. says, you are looking for a man. Me, I'm seeing him. He's behind the staff. <laughs> he's behind the staff. The staff have not allowed him to come forward to become king. He has too much is involved in. Too much is involved in. Too much is involved in. Jesus told Martha, he says, Martha, Martha, you are troubled about very many things. You want to serve me. In your heart, you really want to serve me. You want to serve me in your heart. You're genuine about serving me. But you are in too much stuff. You are in too much stuff. If you ask people who are too busy to serve God, in their heart of hearts, they they want to be used of God mighty. You see? They want to be, so they pray to God, say, Oh, God, use me. God, use me. God, use me. But you're too busy for God to even start. <laughs> forgot to even start, you are too too occupied, yet what you are doing also seems like you are doing it for the Lord say well I'm working when I work I'll give the money to church who told you God wants your money he wants you first your money is not you he did, when he, in that pre-womb meeting, money was not a subject <laughs> how you were going to eat or dress was not an issue that was on God. By the, time they, by the time you were released into your mother's womb, your, everything concerning you was discussed. You were never going to lack. You were never going to suffer. You never, all those things were provided for. You just needed to align to the will of God and then the provision would fall in place. But even now that you were born again, again we are, we are discussing your availability in the house of God. How are you going to be a mighty man or woman of God, used of God, when you are not available? You are still in a lot of stuff. God has to sanctify you from stuff. Praise God. And that thing, God did it, he wanted to do it for the family of Lot, but they were complicated. He burnt Sodom. Sodom was the place they had chosen to go. That's the very Sodom that separated him from Abraham. God burnt the whole Sodom and told them, now you move, as you move, make sure you don't look behind. <laughs> he told them, you just move, don't look behind, that's a sanctification from staff. Let me burn Sodom as you move. <laughs> Let me ban. Can you allow God to ban Sodom? Or oh, you have you have some important things in Sodom. You you feel like looking back. <laughs> the Bible says, the one that looks back says, my soul shall have no pleasure in it You see that? So if you're sitting in the staff, every time there's a a, a program in church or that you are needed, you are you are too occupied. God can't use you. God can't use you. You are too busy. Martha, Martha, you are too busy. Let me show you something very quickly. Uh, uh, time, 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 time. I just have 10 minutes. Just 10. Let me just run through the rest. Or maybe i just give you the verse. We shall, you know, if, you, if you want it, we can always uh, give it to you. There's a place where the Bible says that God chose the 12 and ordained him that they should be with him. And that he should send them forth to preach. It says he called them. To himself first before he could send them to preach you see he had to sanctify them from the world from staff take them to himself and then release them to preach so god needs you to be available before he can send you before he can give you to the world as it is. praise the lord jesus christ so that's the other thing number four are we on number four so number four, God has to sanctify your speech. Sanctification of speech. Sanctification of speech. Go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6. Jeremiah 1 6.
2: Jeremiah 1 6. Thank you, Lord God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6. Maybe it's from verse 5.
1: We're already there. So it says, before I formed you in the, the womb, in the belly, I knew, that's verse 5, and before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Verse 6 says, then said I, this is Jeremiah saying, it says, then said I, in other words, Jeremiah is responding to the calling of God. Then said I, ah, Lord, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. I cannot speak, for I am a child. Verse 7. But the Lord said unto me, Say not. Say not. Say not. That's a sanctification of speech. Say not. There are things you should not say if God is going to use you. Say not. You can't talk anyhow if God is going to use you. Because if God is going to use your mouth, why, are you, why should you be the one talking? If God, is, God should use you, how come you are the one talking? Because if God is to use you, he should, the mouth should be included in what he's going to use. Which means by the time God begins to use you, when you open your mouth to speak, it is him who should speak. Because that's the evidence that he's actually using you. If you are saying your own word, how can God use you? You see that? You have to be sanctified from your own language. From your own language. Your own talking. This is from Jeremiah's perspective, the I am young your definition of you you see that i am young i cannot speak i cannot and you know when god calls you into to do big things the first thing you'll first realize is your insufficiencies oh i can't i am young oh 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 Mm -hmm. he has to sanctify you from that because if he's going to use you you have to surrender yourself to be used and if god is using you then you cannot say i cannot speak because it is him going to be speaking not you So he's not interested in you at all, he's not interested in just the surrender to you. (laughs) He doesn't want to use your words. He has to sanctify you from your own speaking, the way you're speaking. He says, then I say. This is Jeremiah, said, I say. He says, all those things you're saying, he says, don't say. You see that? He says, say not, I am a child, he says, for thou shalt go. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Which means, you shall not speak your words. You will speak what what I provide. So your speech has to be sanctified. Your speech has to be sanctified. You can't speak your own words. And so, how do you get sanctified from your own words? You have to be a student of the word of God. Otherwise, you remain with your own words. Or the words of this world. You have to be a student of the word of God. And if you are not a student of the word of God, you will not be acquainted to the voice of God. Because the word of God is what introduces the voice of God. And if you have that voice of God, that voice of God will come out of you as words. Now that's when now you are a mighty man of God. That's what makes a man of God. A man of God is a man whom God talks to. If you are still saying your own words, how are you a man of God? A man of God. If I'm asking you, woman of God or man of God, because you know, these days everyone is man of God. Okay, man of God. When was the last time God used your mouth to speak? Praise God. Hallelujah. So there has to be a sanctification from your own words. You, have, you need the deliverance from your words. And then God delivers his word into your mouth. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So your speech, let's look at something here, another verse. Go to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5.
2: Now, this was the calling of Isaiah. This was the calling of Isaiah. Chapter 6, verse 5. Thank you, Lord God. Mm-hmm.
1: Isaiah 6. Maybe we can begin from verse. Uh... Yeah, let's, let's just do verse 5. Isaiah had an encounter, and he was seeing a vision of God. You know, he 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 saw a vision, and the, he entered into a meeting in the realm of the Spirit, and he was beginning to see things. And when he saw whatever he saw, if you want to see all that, you look at verse 1, from verse 1 up to verse 4, you see uh, the things he was seeing. But in verse 5, it says, when he had seen all those things, he understood that he was being called. When he saw them, he understood that he was being called. Verse 5, says, then said I, now this is Isaiah also speaking, this is the version of Isaiah. He says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. (laughs) I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. You see that? It says, For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6 then flew one of the seraphims unto me when after he identified that he was a man of unclean lips it says one of the seraphims flew to him he didn't walk to him he flew <laughs> he flew to him having a live call fire he had fire in his hand which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar verse seven and he laid it upon my mouth see he was sanctifying speech he laid it upon his mouth and said Lo, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Verse 8, and also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. His speech was sanctified. From a man who had unclean lips, now he can say, Lord, I'm available, send me. Why? Because my speech has been sanctified. I'm no longer saying things of "I am done." What is the meaning of "I'm done"? I'm finished. You're a minister who keeps saying "I'm finished." We are finished. This ministry is finished. <laughs> God says now your mouth has to be banned. You cannot be a man of God with an lips stone. You see, the lips. God has to first burn your own speech out of your mouth. Then he can now use you with sanctified speech, where you can speak the word of God. Because that's what makes a man of God. The man of God is the man who speaks the word of God. So God has to sanctify from your own words. I wish I had time, I would explain that further. But we have only five minutes and I need to be finishing. I need to be finishing. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Another sanctification is a sanctification. Of definition. Now
2: that's very big. Sanctification of definition.
1: Hmm. definition your definition. God, <laughs> God has to give def- us sanctify you from your de- how do you define things? What is your definition of things? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus one day asked his disciples, these were men who are following him. He asked them, Who do people say I am? And they said, Well, some say you're Elijah, others Jeremiah, others Ben the Baptist. Then he asked them, You, who do you say that I am? Who do you say? Now, he didn't say, Who do you think that I am? No, we are now in the same. Because we have, your, speech, your speech has to be satisfied. What are you saying as you go saying? What are you saying? I'm interested in in what you are saying, what do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? What comes out of your mouth concerning me? If you're going to be my man, if you're going to be my woman of God, you see? Who do you say? What is your speech of me? Who do you say? You didn't say, who do you think? Because what you're thinking, no one is hearing it, but what you're saying, they're hearing. Now, that thing you're saying, what is your definition of me
2: in your message?
1: These are men who are following him. They are serving him, but they don't know him. You want to be a man of God. Who is God?
2: <laughs>
1: who is God? <laughs> <laughs> who is God? Man of God. Woman of God. Who is God? What's it? If they asked you who is God, how much information would you put on the table? These men were following him. They were serving him, but they didn't know him. Your definitions. First of all, before even us talk about God, who are you? You.
2: What's the definition of you? What's the definition of you, praise Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know you? We're talking about ministry. What is ministry? What's your definition of ministry? What is the anointing? We you talk about the anointing, the anointing, what's the anointing? Who is a servant of God? Who is a man of God? You know you're a man of God, but who is a man of God? Your definitions. You
1: cannot minister when you cannot define things in the spirit. God has to work on your definition. And we don't have time now because we have three minutes, and I'm used to use the three minutes to say bye-bye. To say bye-bye. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Probably we shall handle this uh, next time because it's very big. It's very big. And so if God, if you can become a student of the Word of God, if you can be submit, the reason for submission is for God to actually deal with all these things, for God to deal with all these things, why you are submitted enough and God defines ministry for you, defines anointing for you, defines Holy Spirit, defines for you Jesus, because you pray in the name of Jesus, but the Jesus you're praying in his name, do you know him? He asked the disciples who were following him and they said they didn't have a clue, they all kept quiet, until mm-hmm. God had to help cheat exams for Peter. Because Peter wanted to brag that he was the one who got the, re- the revelation. Jesus, before he could brag, Jesus said, don't brag. This thing you have said, Jesus said, you, Peter said, you are the Christ. Jesus said that, I know I know who told you. You even knew you didn't know. God had to cheat for you. <laughs> of which now, that's the second, Now the last thing is sanctification, the sanctification of your hearing. Because you see, Peter had? Now, if you can't hear, you can't serve God. Because God must talk to you. Whoever you serve, you must have an ear for. If you have no ear for what they are saying, you are the one who, because some people in the ministry, they only talk. They, they hear nobody. They don't hear anybody. For them, they they, have, they always have an idea. <laughs> have you ever seen people like that in the ministry? They always have an idea, but they never hear anybody. They don't hear any idea from anybody. Praise mm-hmm. God. So those are the places that you attend.
2: You're sanctified in praise God, and then you can be that mighty woman or man of God. I want to uh, end here but challenge you to pray to let let this message help you pray.
1: Let this message help you pray. Let this message help you pray. Let this message help you pray. And I want us to go before God, and as we go before God, I will definitely have handed over to Pastor Ruben as we pray. He will come through even as we pray. But as you pray, these things, these notes, if you have written any notes or if you're, you're going to access this teaching, let this help you pray so that you may be fully sanctified. A man of God, thoroughly finished. A woman of God, thoroughly furnished To mm-hmm. serve God
0: Thank you so much for listening to this sermon, and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website, www.shiloh.org.uk. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at ShilohLDN. Once again, that's at ShilohLDN you've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London changing lives building dreams until next time